You're listening to the MoneyWeb Now podcast series with Simon Brown. Live streamed every weekday at 6.30 a.m. Monday, 26 February, Warren Buffett's annual letter to shareholders was released on the weekend online, BerkshireHathaway.com. I'm Simon Brown, coming at you live and loud from the MoneyWeb Global Headquarters in Johannesburg, South Africa. On the show today, we're going to be chatting uh, with Alex Dace on the City Lodge results. I mean, I thought they weren't bad, but the market was not so sure. Uh, and the uh, Discam update, which the market really did like. We're going to be chatting with Momentum around the idea about pension-backed home loans. I'm interested in what that really is. And then the, is looking for an outlook for the South African metals and engineering sector going forward. Forward. It was a tough 2023. Is 2024 going to be better? We've still got logistics. We've still got ESCOM, both a problem. The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Morning headlines, MoneyWeb, little about 119 undisclosed trades by the ex-Bytes CEO makes sense. Yeah, I looked at those trades. None of it makes sense. Uh, Breaches of the UK market abuse regulations can lead to, however, unlimited fines amongst steps. Business day, Treasury weighs in on lowering the Reserve Bank's inflation target. The governor's spoken about this before. He also, the governor doesn't want a range. He wants a target. And he makes the point, this thing was set 20 25 years ago, so shouldn't we be revisiting it? Because lower inflation is always better. Morning markets. The US was, well, it was mixed technically. The S&P was green, up 0.03%. NASDAQ down 0.4%. Over in the east, uh, mostly red. Sydney off 0.02%. Tokyo, the green, up half a percent. Hong Kong down 0.7%. And Tencent off 1.6%. Commodities red, mostly. The exception is gold at 2,041. Brent, 81.24. Platinum, 9.02. Palladium, 9.74. Rand, 1933. Bitcoin, 51,500. Top 40 opening call. Red open, 430 points to the down or 0.66%. MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Training now with uh, Alex Dace from Thumble Wealth. Alex, appreciate the early morning time. The City Lodge results on Friday. Revenue up 18%. Occupancies at 61%. A 20% jump in dividend. HEPs up 10%. All in all, I thought not a bad set of numbers. The market disagreed. Stock down 7.7%. Your take on, on City Lodge numbers? Yes, good morning, Simon. Um, I think there's, it's mostly positive from City Lodge's perspective. I've wanted to perhaps uh, sort of things we can touch on. Mm-hmm. But as you alluded to, the, the, the revenue number w- was very strong, as well as occupancies. I mean, 61% is the highest it's been for a number of years. Yeah. And historically, I'm not sure if it's still the case, but if, you know, hotel groups get about 65% occupancy, they do tend to have pricing power. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and this set of results, I think that was the most obvious thing, that there wasn't really pricing power. Despite them having very strong revenue numbers, you see the operating cost base is still... You know, increasing quite similar rates, and as a result, you're not really seeing the the unwinding and the EBITDA growth, or as well bottom line growth as well. So, I think that was perhaps a little bit of disappointment. Is other positives, of course, is their balance sheet is um, a net cash position. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing share buybacks, as you alluded to, are paying dividends. I mean, compared to a few years ago, they were a bit in the brink of bankruptcy. So, 
these all positives are doing very well in the food and beverage side of the equation. You can see that this contribution to revenue continues to increase, but that's come with costs. They need to invest in it. Um, and to give you a sense of some of the costs, I mean, overall, um, um, you know, look at your staff cost, for example, is up over 18%. Yeah. Utility price is up over 11%. They are investing in, in solar and trying to invest in water, but these costs are eating into the base. And I think perhaps some of the investors are looking for a little bit better from the bottom line perspective. Um, but overall, I still think if you take a two to three year view, there's more positives than negatives in the set of results. Yeah, and I take your point. We're not getting that, that operational leverage. Revenue up 18%, HEPs up only 10 Um And yeah, that's 65%. Maybe that's the, 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 the point they need to cross and then they can really push revenue. Discam, it was only a trading update. Market liked it. Uh, group revenue up just over 12%. Uh, stock up 3.5%. Not a lot of data there, but a, a good looking update from Discam. Yes, this one is certainly a bit better than anticipated. Um, also, if you look at the, I mean, it's actually volumes growth as well, mm. which has been very difficult to, to achieve in South African economic circumstances at the moment. So I think that is a, it's a good update. The problem I have with this, and we'll have to wait for these results, is can they actually deliver, once again, operational leverage um, yeah, positive? Yeah. Because space has been very high in the business. They do have a extremely um, ambitious uh, space growth strategy that they're going to take the game forward. If they do achieve that, with margin expansion, then yes, this can look very interesting, but they haven't really been able to grow this margin over the last few years. So we'll have to wait for that detail. I think another positive is in the wholesale side of the business, they are selling quite well to, to new customers and independents and, and even including their own TLC. TLC is usually when they buy out a, a small pharmacy and they rebrand mm-hmm. it to a franchise. So I think they're doing quite well there uh, in both retail and wholesale. Um, so from a top line perspective, impressive. But let's wait for the detailed results to get a sense if they can actually grow that margins, which they need to, I think, really justify the share price. Yeah, I take your point. Light in details, but looking good at what we did see. Let's wait for those margins. We'll get a better sense there. Alex Dason, Thumbo Wolf, always appreciate the early morning. And that's our poll today on LinkedIn and Twitter. Around the City Lodge results, stock down over 7%. Is there still opportunity in uh, leisure stocks? And is, is, is there anything really there? Or have they had their run? You can have your vote. You can have your say. LinkedIn and Twitter. Your money gives a damn. If it could protest and sign petitions, your money would. But your money can do more than that. When you invest in Stanlib's Infrastructure Investment Fund, beyond getting solid returns, you are helping to build a more sustainable future through job creation and positive economic growth. Damn right you are. Invest for more impact at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. MoneyWeb now on the money. Today now with uh, Tabochum Pufudi, uh, Momentum Corporate Business Development Manager. Tabochum, I appreciate the early morning time. Pension-backed home loans, uh, not something I, frankly, ever heard of before as an alternative to the traditional bank-funded home loan. I, I'm assuming this is where, literally, you, you use your pension as, as security for securing a loan on a property, a home, an apartment, a flat, perhaps. Yes, uh, good morning, Simon. Uh, great to, uh, to be joining you this early morning. Um, and 100% correct. Um, it is a, a, a loan that is, um, you know, security attached or collateral attached, as mm. uh, some people call it. And the use of a member's uh, pension or retirement savings is uh, the security in this uh, in this case. And and we know that any time where 
a credit provider has some form of security against a loan, um, there are a lot of benefits that can be attached to that form of financing, such as your your lower interest rate. I want to touch on that in a second, because but but first, I mean, traditionally the security would be the property. This, in a sense, you're saying mm. is is even better because you know properties are, are are expensive to sell. They can be slow to sell. You might not get the price. Whereas a pension fund is literally, I mean, you know, it's a pile of money sitting there. Uh, correct. So I think that there's also a, a perception around and, and, and maybe a little bit of clarity around mm-hmm. that, that some members uh, seem to think that uh, when we provide pension back home loans, for example, the funds are actually coming out of the members retirement. And I think it was it was great that you clarified that mm. it's actually security against a loan. So yeah. um, we know how important it is to keep on investing and saving for retirement so that at that point in time, you can uh, live a comfortable life. So important from that perspective to say that um, the security is still intact. The member will still have the investment made um, available. It will still continue to grow. Um, it is just a form of protecting the, the the credit provider and ensuring that the loan is um, is very low cost to to the member. In yeah, comparison to your traditional, yeah, Karen. Sorry, sorry, Simon. In in comparison to your traditional home loans, where rightfully so. The property is the security. Mm. In this case, we are just holding um, their members' retirement as, as as security against a loan in the event that something happens and the credit provider can then uh, recoup against uh, the, the security. Is, is this a, an easier, quicker, perhaps even cheaper process mm. than a traditional home loan then? Um, correct. So, you know, um, a lot of our members actually can use a, a pension back home loan in conjunction to your traditional home loan. So mm. as an okay. example, you you might have a member who wants to purchase a property and um, potentially, you know, the bank might give less than 100%. So there might be some deposit requirements um, attached to to the transaction. And then members can actually then leverage off a pension back home loan um, to support that, uh, that shortfall. Similarly, a lot of members that are looking to buy properties as well the key costs that they, you know, that are omitted and they don't discuss are the bond registration and transfer yeah. costs that are associated with any property uh, purchase or with most property purchase transactions. And those can be quite significant. And we know that in our current economic culture, um, you know, we don't have savings readily available to account mm-hmm. for some of those costs. And I mean, you look if you're looking to buy, let's say, a property of a million, you're looking in the region of about 50 to 60,000 rands in costs. Um, now, members need to have those costs somewhere in order to fulfill that transaction. And that's where the support of a pension back home loan then um, can come into to, to play to, to support the transaction. I take your point. And of course, it's 50 or 60,000 in costs and then maybe another 100 or so in a deposit at the same time. You, you mentioned b- better rates. I mean, in, in terms of, I mean, you know, a, a 1% reduction in, in rate is quite important. I mean, what sort of, of better rates are, are, are we looking at? Mm, a, v- a very good question. We actually, and just to give a very practical example, sure. we had a cl- client come in that uh, was looking to do renovations, as you can use a pension back home loan for mm-hmm. home improvements as well. Now, this client had actually taken up a personal loan um, to Ooh, utilize yeah. uh, to 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 pay for um, those renovations, and they'd taken fifty thousand rands. Uh, they'd given them a seven-year term uh, on that uh, personal loan. And when we did the calculation of how much they could have actually saved through a pension back home loan, um, they'd gotten the 50,000 rands at 26% interest rate. Uh, now, as an example, when you're looking at pension back home loans, uh, you worst case scenario, you're looking at the end of, let's say, uh, prime plus one, mm-hmm. one, prime plus 1.25. Now, if you look at the difference between simply a 26% and a 13% loan, 
over a period of let's say seven years and we're looking at 50,000, mm. this member would have potentially paid 400, just under 400 rand less on a monthly basis. But at the end of the term, just based on the interest, they would have saved around 30,000 rands um, in interest savings had they gone utilizing a more secured uh, facility. So it just goes to show, I mean, you know, the lending platforms are there, but it's just about being a bit more deliberate and um, intentional about the platform that you utilize. Um, and yeah. the savings uh, saving 30,000 and a 50,000 grand loan is, is terrifying. Um, duration, <laughs> I mean, traditionally a home loan is, is 20 years. Are you still looking at the mm-hmm. at the fairly lengthy durations for, 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 for these? That's where the flexibility definitely also comes in with this specific product. Mm-hmm. Uh, members do have um, a, a selectable term. So a pension back home loan is traditionally never structured past a member's retirement age. Gotcha. And the importance of that is that at the point in time where the member retires, you do not want a member having loans um, mm. and you know having them to account for that when they should really be in a comfortable stage of their lives. So um, the terms are flexible, but they are limited to how many years the member does have to retirement. So as an example, a member might have, let's say, 15 years to retirement. Mm-hmm. That would then become the maximum term that they could take the loan over. But it's not the term that they have to select. As we know, the longer the term, you know, the more interest the member yeah. pays. Uh, yeah. However, the, the, the lower the installment mm-hmm. and the lower the term, um, the higher the installment, but the less interest they'll pay over that duration. So the member does have flexibility also based on the affordability and credit checks that we do. Oh, and then suddenly we seem to have lost uh, Tobojo. Uh, that's fine. We'll leave it there. Tobojo's line has suddenly dropped. Uh, there was uh, Tobojo Pufudi. He's a Momentum Corporate Business Development Manager. And this is an interesting idea. I want to dig some more in, but we will leave it there for now. Your money knows that reaching new heights means turbulence. When you invest in Stanlib's Global Multi-Strategy Diversified Growth Fund, your money can withstand the unpredictable ups and downs caused by day-to-day market fluctuations. Because our partnership with J.P. Morgan Asset Management gives you access to a broad range of global strategies. Seek more returns at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. MoneyWeb now on The Money. Trading now with uh, Tafadzwa Chaba Gonguza, uh, CIO at uh, Steel Engineering Industry Federation of South Africa. Tafadzwa, good to chat again. Your recent metal engineering sector report for 2024, um, it was a, a tough 2023, make no mistake around that. Looking into the year ahead, I mean, th- there are still some challenges out there, many of them spilling over from last year. I'm thinking conflicts around the world, uh, bringing it back home. We've got power and logistic challenges. Of of course, an election at the end of May. It's going to be another tough 2024. Good morning, Simon. Yeah, great pleasure to be here uh, again. Nice intro and very well, very well um, um, summarized in terms of the year that we're coming off. 2023, definitely a very, a very bad year, uh, uh, difficult on all fronts. Mm. But uh, in 2024, as you correctly summed we are going into quite a busy year. Politically, geoeconomically, there's some tensions coming as well as some domestic bottlenecks. Although I must mention that on the domestic side, and I, I will unpack this a bit further later, but mm. on the domestic side, what were major bottlenecks in the form of energy, we started to see some green shoots there, mainly led by private sector energy yeah. generation and the reforms there. So we are p- 
penciling in some positivity, at least from that angle. I take your point. I mean, folks, you know, they're they're kind of making their own energy and therefore uh, uh, sort of resolving the the challenges in that particular space. One positive looking into into the year ahead is we've seen inflation come down uh, fairly markedly. I mean, even locally, we're back below 6%, especially in developed markets. Rates should start coming down. We don't know when, but at some point, interest rates start coming down. This must be a, a, a a, a good signal for, for, for the industry. Very true, very true. And particularly because our industry follows investment in terms of investment, uh, be it supplying to large capital projects, etc. So that inverse relationship between interest rates and investment for us is a positive. So I know most market analysts are looking at at least maybe the second half of this mm-hmm. year, we start seeing hard currency rates come down and that should feed in some relief uh, um, uh, globally. Also particularly important for us is that we, um, the largest export market for us is the African continent. Mm. So, um, and we know fiscal vulnerabilities have been uh, have been manifesting in this higher for longer and, and as interest rates have remained high. So to the extent that we see some relief on the interest rate side, we do anticipate some activity to start coming through. So another marginal positive, but I must say on all the areas where we are seeing positives, um, we are just, um, um, Opt, uh, cautiously uh, optimistic in saying that also it, it will be marginal uh, uh, positives that we see. I'd like to point to that. And an interesting point you made there that, that, that the African uh, rest of the continent is, is the, the major export market. So when we're looking at the sector, obviously we should look internally into South Africa. That's important as well. Yeah. But then north of us into, into the rest of the, the continent and, and, and the economic activity and truthfully some good pro- growth prospects in, in, in the continent as well. Absolutely. In fact, just to break up that basket, so mm-hmm. of the total sales, uh, 40%, 45% is exported. And of that, about half again goes into the African market. So you can say about 15% of total sales, we can, if you can look at it that way, goes into mm-hmm. the African continent. Where we are seeing a lot of, and much of that is also concentrated in the static region, I must mention. Sure. But where also we are seeing a lot of positive activity from an economic prospect as well as reform is in the East African region. Um, there's a lot of activity there that we are seeing. Uh, a lot of our local companies are supplying in there. In fact, interestingly, some of the power transformer manufacturers are setting up operations there as well in that East African hub because there's a lot of activity um, in that area. So that's that's one positive that we do factor into uh, much of the assumptions that we look at. But uh, generally correct, in the African continent, that's where we are seeing um, a lot of activity. And again, the fact that exports are account for half of total sales yeah. means that that external environment is very important. A, a quick last question. Internally, is it still predominantly mining or is that an old way of thinking around the sector? Uh, mining is a very big share. Mm-hmm. Um, um, in fact, the largest share of okay. uh, our, our internal market. Construction is also another another mm-hmm. important sector that we supply into. And that would be both if you do construction at state-owned entity as well as private sector construction. But what is maybe to 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 uh, to what we are seeing as a negative? I mean, the mining activity sure. as well as the construction sector activity. If you look at the jobs numbers. Already, we are seeing those sectors seem to look to disappoint. And in fact, in this current outlook and the model that we run, we actually we actually uh, pencil in a negative from those two sectors um, in terms of the demand prospects from those two sectors. Um, but yeah, to your question, mining is the largest followed by construction. Those make up about half. 
Okay, so they're about half. Okay, that is quite giant. And then, of course, the export, as you say, which mm-hmm. is mostly into the, the SADC region. We'll leave it there. Uh, that's Tafadzwa Timugoza. He is CIO, Steel Engineering Industry Federation of South Africa. That's it for today. We were chatting with uh, Fred Razak from CM Trading on Friday, talking around trading and investing during our local election at the end of May. He's expecting increased volatility. I think that's a fair given, given politicians' ability to, to shoot their mouth off. Um, we asked what your strategy was going to be. Almost half of you said you were going to be looking for opportunities. Volatility can help. Third said, now you're taking everything offshore. Just under a fifth said, you're going to do nothing. The elections will come and go and politicians will say what they want. Will, but things will continue just fine. Have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and Twitter. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. We're live every weekday morning. The Money Web website and the app, 6.30 a.m. podcast, just after 7. Thanks to my team, Eddie Norbuchlet, Nicole Mesechler, to you for listening, my guests for their time. My name is Simon Brown. This is Money Web Now. We'll chat again tomorrow. Reform of the logistics sector. You've been listening to another Money Web Now podcast, posted every weekday at 7 a.m. on moneyweb.co.za. Money Web Now, on the money.